love is the greatest force we've got. We're creating a new matrix. This matrix is filled with love, expansion, and I feel like really this reclamation of power as though we forgot the power was within us. Welcome to the Jacqueline Shaw Show. This is a space where we go deep, deep within, deep within where you access the sacred wisdom within you, where my truth and the truth of the women I bring on this podcast create a remembrance within you, within your soul, within your energetic field. Here, we don't look outward, we go inward because in my world, it's always about taking you deeper in, in where your truth lives, in where your power resides, in where your soul knows. Welcome and get ready to go to the depth with me. Let's dive in. I just want to like dive in. I feel like I've been waiting for this conversation. Yes, I feel the exact same way. It's felt so big and expansive, the energy leading up to this for me and knowing that it, it, it is such an honor to it's like unite in orbits together in sacred space. Oh my gosh. Well, I am excited for you to be here. For those of you who are just tuning in, I mean, it's a podcast, so you're all just tuning in. <laughs> but here we are, the Jacqueline Shaw Show, a conversation I have been wanting to bring to you since the beginning of the Jacqueline Shaw Show. I have Kristen Stewart here with me today from Sacred Fam, and we are just going to dive straight in. Let's dive in. Okay. As we dive in, do we want to mm. know about you as we enter this conversation? Mm. Thank you so much for that beautiful intro. You know, I feel I feel like we're at such a, a powerful, pivotal time, as we know, on the planet. And it's such an honor to be in these high-level conversations around expansion and elevation of consciousness. And for me, this has been... It's like the North Star guiding me for the better part of truly the last 20 years and then in deeper devotional space over the last 11 years, which was my spiritual awakening. Big one was in 2012, the last big wave of awakening we had on the planet. And it's what you know truly propelled me on this path that I'm on now. I didn't set out with any intentions to be a mentor or coach or healer. And my, you know, my experiences at that time, as I emerged out the other side, I had women literally coming to me initially around navigating burnout and learning about what does it mean to truly embody self-love. And these all started to expand and and take me on a wild journey into this time right now where it's like I see myself holding and you know desiring to hold the strongest pillar of light that I can be. I love the word that you use there like we get to hold. Yeah. I I feel so honored. You know, and there's a there's literally like a shiver down my spine as I speak those words and recognize how beautiful and powerful and sacred it is to feel this. It's like this level of devotion to the path of, of spirit devotion to the path. My soul woke me up to take 
and to follow no matter how windy it was. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. The, the windy roads, but I feel like this is where you and I have always like deeply connected and deeply connected before we even were connected in this realm is in this devotion in this energy of devotion. And in this, like the moment you said we get to, that's exactly what I felt as well was the honoring, like feeling so honored of getting to lead this way of the work that we get to do of the work that, you know, that the spaces that we hold and lead other women in. Yeah. And, you know, in the word as you're speaking is, is trust that comes up. It's one trusting where we're being guided and, you know, just I, I'm looking back and seeing at how it's like quickly I've outgrown certain things, certain aspects on my path, and, and just continuing to trust the evolutionary journey and trusting the prompts from spirit. And then it's as though as soon as there's that that dropping into that deep trust that you know we're so supported, co-leading, co-creating with the divine in the receiving of this divine assignment. And being in devotion to the path, it's as though like more magic opens, more access opens is what I want to say. I feel that. And I feel, you know, this popped in when you said 2012, like your, you know, like big awakening, like you're like this, like really what I feel like, you know, really like that, that experience, like that time in your life is like what started you, like what led to you to where you're at today. But I feel like since I've known you, like we connected in the fall of 2020. Yes. About like three, I'm like, but three years ago, how long ago is that? The fall of 2020, like two years, just a little over two years ago. And I have seen like this, I don't even really have words to describe it, but like you fully like stepping in to like what I see anyways, what I've witnessed is like you stepping into like the depth of your medicine in like such a powerful incredible way. Mm, Thank you. And it feels that way. The biggest, you know, when I look back on this last two and a half, three years, I could feel myself like I was being readied for it. You know, I was being readied for it. I remember hearing prompts, get ready 2020, things are going to shift huge. Obviously did it, you know, I had no idea to the degree on a, on a, global scale, what it would be, but I could feel that. And I knew, and I was hearing these whispers, it's time to pivot. It's time to pivot because primarily up until that time, I'd been, I'd been doing some coaching. I mean, my coaching practice, I used to have a practice under my name, Kristen Stewart called conscious coaching, which came out of my rise from the ashes after my yoga studio, sacred roots had a very brief seven month life. And then I was in full burnout and I'd been coaching, but I didn't actually look at it as that. It was more through the lens as a yoga and meditation teacher and supporting others. And it was super interesting to see this particular lens I was looking through. And then coming into 2020, it was, you got to go online. It's time for you to be seen and it's time for you to, to share on a global scale and allow yourself to be seen. And that was this this pivot, I could feel it. And I knew, okay, here I am. This is the next edge that I'm about to step into. Our worlds intersected shortly thereafter. And, you know, the last two and a half years of when I look at everything that's happened so quickly, knowing, you know, I truly believe obviously the seeds were planted 11 years ago. And it took that holy yes within my heart and, and my 
in saying yes to my soul and knowing my purpose was bigger than I was allowing it to be and to, to trust this. Yeah. And that's exactly what I witnessed in you is this like full allowing yourself to be like fully allowing yourself to be seen like for who you are, like as you are without holding back, without any like performance energy, without trying to like be this or that, but just really fully being like, this is me. Yeah. You know, looking at everything, all of the different pathways that I followed around the world with elders and ceremonies. And for me, my, it was following the path of spirit and, and going to the places that were speaking to me where I always feel when we're called to certain lands, we're, you know, we're picking up remembrance of where our soul has, has been before, you know, as we are this fractal of the divine and our unique soul light is here to turn it all the way up and let this light be experienced. Um, and I feel, you know, so grateful for the, the deep path of studentship and devotion I took when a lot of people were building businesses you know, and like getting married, having children. I've, I'm married. I've been married for almost 19 years, but we did not have children. And, you know, I, I feel like my thirties were primarily spent on this, this path of, of deep devotion to, to spirit, to understanding self, to understanding consciousness, in addition to very wild and incredible adventures in the mountains. There's two sides of me. In, the, in that regard, very much the mountain warrior, rock climber, ice climber, all the things, and on the yoga mat and the meditation mat every day. I mean, I love that there's, I mean, there gets to be all of us, right? Like, this is it. It's like, it's not like we don't have to choose. It's not one or the other. Like, can we be all of who we are? Can we own all of who we are? Yeah, that multidimensional aspects, you know, the medicine woman. And I always think of this. It's like, the sacred CEO, the medicine woman, the high priestess, the goddess, the, you know, the warrioress out there in the mountains, because the mountains hold such sacred medicine for me. And they always will. It's where I'm based and there's something so powerful. And then understanding how to work with that energy. And a lot of that, for me, I feel really grateful came through deep immersion in the ways of Andean shamanism. Yeah, I feel like for me to the like that mountain energy and like when I felt that call, like means the feeling the call of the land, like for me, that landing there was very much this like activation of like this, this medicine woman, this like wolf medicine energy. And then my energy, when I really feel like I'm like called to Costa Rica is more this like goddess priestess energy. And it's, I mean, it's so like just felt within us. Yeah. And, and being able to follow those prompts, follow that, the calls, answer the calls. They don't always make sense. We know that in many ways, but it it's literally being able to, you know, attune to such a, a higher, which is a deeper and more subtle listening. It takes time to cultivate that internally and a trust <laughs> taking it back to that again. Yeah. I mean, this is you and I like both, like everything in our world, I feel like comes back to like the trust, the trust, the trust, the trust. Can you give us, share some experiences, some stories of when you have felt this like calling to go and it doesn't like, you know, to go and to go to a place and it doesn't make sense, but you just like, you're in trust and you go and you experience like, 
what was that like in the beginning? Because I feel like now it's just like, you're like, yeah, I just like, I'm so in, you know, it's it's like there, I trust, like I go, it's like, that's what I do. But in the mm-hmm. beginning, when you felt this like calling, were you like that? Were you just like, yep, let's go? Or was there like, what the, like, what am you I know, even doing? Yeah, for me, I've always trusted before I've not. It's gotten me into some sticky situations, definitely over the course of my lifetime. Adventure has always led the unknown, the mystery. I've always felt called to that. I'm always like the unknown is where I feel alive. Like that's like the like, oh yeah, mystery. Like, hello, bring me in. Yeah. And I remember there's two examples, of course, that are, I really feel divinely orchestrated and so connected that are coming. And so the first was knowing that my my mentor yoga teacher at the time was organizing a retreat to Peru for the 11, 11, 11 timeframe. And I knew I needed to be on that. I had no idea how I was going to get there. I didn't know how I was going to pay for it. I knew immediately it, it struck me. It was like, this, this is where you have to go now and to follow that prompt. And, you know, at the time I was primarily teaching yoga, which in the traditional way, doesn't make a lot of money. That's for sure. And I, you know, I literally was selling my clothes to pay for the retreat, to get my flight. It was such a powerful call. It, this fire inside of me knew that, you know, nothing would stop me from getting there, of course. And I went and that journey to the sacred Valley of Peru, that was my first of many visits opened up the awakening in me that when I look back, is linked, I'm going to say, to the fact that I just took another very big journey to Egypt literally 11 years later for the 11-11-2-2 timeframe. And I had planned to run a retreat in Peru for November. I usually go over the 11-11 portal. That's like a celebration. It was the beginning of Sacred Roots, which really birthed into Sacred Femme. And I knew I needed to go to Egypt. So I literally just you know, put my plans aside and followed the prompts to go. And it was like linking up these energetics. And there's so many things to say about this. I'm trying to figure out where where to focus. But ultimately it was, you know, opening the next level of codes of activation of what is a, a huge part of my purpose here as, you know, working with grid activations, activating the light in the earth and being being both a, a pillar of this and an anchor of this. And then it's like translating light codes and light language. This is a, a whole other piece that happens inside, you know, certain spaces with me in the alchemy work. And it's almost the feeling is almost like someone, you know, putting their hand on my heart and pulling me through to the destination. It's so powerful. There is no question. And that adventurous spirit, that desire to to always be open to the unknown and trusted and walk in the dark, potentially knowing the gold is there. So I feel like there are a lot of people listening right now that are like feeling this energy here, feeling like they're hearing, like there's a resonance of truth in what you're saying. And yet there's like resistance, like their head's like, what is she talking about? What is like grid activations? What is this like light codes and light language? Do you find that people that come into your world, like people that come into your mentorship, that you really are that like, like, are they already like in this type of work or are you like really introducing 
I'm introducing it, but there's something inside of them that activates some aspect of remembrance without knowing how to explain it. We don't have an English language to put around this because it's all frequency. Yeah. But, you know, it's recognizing that ultimately, you know, there's this, there's the connection in recognizing we, we are made of the divine. Like we are, we are created as a reflection of the divine, which means we are pure light in our essence. And so how do we hold that light steady in this physical human existence? How do we hold that light steady when we feel density on the planet? You know, we feel as, as empaths and those whose, you know, sacred gifts, psychic gifts are are coming online more and more. It's, we're picking up so much information. How do we know how to tap into the light and, and keep expanding that and know what is truth for us as well. So there's something in the way that I start to speak and certain words that strike, I would say it's like strike the heart, strike the soul. And then tell me more, what does this mean? Or this is the third time I've heard Akashic records, or I've heard someone talk about codes or light codes, or, you know, something I've said to women is if you feel really called to work with the energy, you know, the, the energy of fire of the sun, you feel super illuminated, you know, your energy keeps expanding in certain environments where there's a lot of solar energy, for example, where there's the power of mountains, volcanoes, it's all energy that we're tapping into. And it's like the medicine woman coming alive. And also those who are here and know they are, they are here as carriers of light to support light work in the form of elevating consciousness on the planet and supporting this time of transition in humanity. Yeah, this is something that I that I really like feel and believe in too. It's like people are when you say like we don't have the words, we don't have the language because it's something that's felt in in frequency. And so it it has this like I can just feel like the truth when you speak inside me. And I can't like, you know what I mean? It's like I can't describe it. I can't go and say like this is why or this is it. And I think so often when we're in, you know, the online space, I see people, I see women, I see my clients being like, I'm going to change the words, the language so that people get it. And it's like, but then that shifts the frequency of it. The whole time you're talking, my whole body is just tingling with light, with the feeling, the knowing. And I found it to be a struggle. You know, how do I put in a, in a bio or descriptions, even the words that capture the essence of what I do in space with with my clients and in even inside of programs i don't even actually like to call programs programs because it's a sacred space we're coming into circle together and i allow the channel to stream i don't have notes necessarily you know there's some touch points but it's energy that wants to be in motion and wants to come through and it's being informed by who's there with me actually there's a certain theme that and then who's there with me because we're starting to open the energetics of the collective space and i trust what is streaming through me is meeting someone and in exactly the space where they need to be met and activating something for them. 1000%. I actually recently had this really cool experience because I talk so much about like 
connecting in frequency with like soul clients and then trusting in how we come together and how we find each other and, and all of that. And we were having a conversation around this and a woman that was in a program with me that was in one of my courses, she said, she's like, I don't even feel like I hear your words anymore. Like, I don't know what you said. I don't listen to your words. I just listen to like, I feel the energy behind your words. And it was yeah. like, yeah, like this is like, there is a level of communication that's not happening that we're like able to verbalize. It's not happening. Like, you know, through the mind, it's like literally like the communication from soul to soul. Absolutely. It's, you know, it's the undercurrent of, it's like an energetic transference is going on and my, you know, yeah, our souls are speaking in a language that can't be captured literally in English because the energy of it is, is too big is, is how I see it. And it's allowing the, the body in its mastery and genius to receive signals and messages and, and communicate on more of an, you know, an energetic, we could say telepathic level through it's like embodied mastery of trusting what is occurring. And, and this is where it starts to go. And this gets really exciting. And, and the longer we spend in, in time space with somebody outside of any limitations, it's you just develop this way of communicating where you wind up not even needing to speak. And I know I've had women inside of containers where they actually didn't, you know, didn't show up a ton in Voxer, but it was just full energetic communication going on. And they said, I know that this last six months, so much of it was the undercurrent going on where our energetic fields are in coherence and thus communicating with each other because there's no resistance. And I think this is a really beautiful thing I, I want to touch on as we're talking about this, because it, it requires someone to be in a space of trust and to feel that pure heart frequency where they can let their guard, you know, let any guard down and allow themselves to invite in someone because this is such intimate work. Yeah. And I think it requires like that level of trust, like showing up without agenda, you know, showing up and being like trusting in what you feel, what trusting, what, not what you like know up in your mind, but like what you feel, what that experience is like trusting that, you know what I mean? It's like, again, coming back to this energy of like, you know, you know, inside, like you do have that wisdom within. Yeah. And it takes training really the the nervous system obviously so that the nervous system isn't interfering from old patterns of of you know fight flight freeze dysregulation essentially bringing ourselves into coherence between mind and brain so that what is being communicated holds a harmony a, a coherent message and the body has learned how to receive it's like on a higher level, this communication. And so it's the energy of, of feeling going back and forth, but this feeling isn't being, isn't receiving interference or disruption from old patterns and, and programs, so to speak. And I think it speaks to such a, a beautiful level of frequency that a mentor gets to hold for somebody else, like this incredible love and and trust and sanctity do you find at all that this 
you know, coming into a space like this, like people, like whether it's coming into mentorship with you coming in and just listening to this conversation, even, and I'm not sure intimidating is the right word, but do, do you find that people feel like almost intimidated sometimes by the conversation and the words, because it's like, because it's not like easy for like the human to grasp? Yes, I do. <laughs> I think sometimes because we're speaking so much to feeling space and we've learned how do we know what is truth? How do we know that we can trust? How do I know what I'm feeling? And I think the more we can guide people into the the safety within their body to trust and listen to their body, like this is part of it. And then also with the language, is it's bringing it into, you know, we're here ultimately to activate your greatest joy, your greatest light, your greatest life through removing any of the interference in the way, interference of doubt, interference of everything needing to have even like an explanation to it, because I think we put limits on what's possible then. 1000%. And I feel like this, like this first, like when we're talking about this resonance, this like remembering like this energy for me is always like, I can come in and if it's like not making sense in my mind, if I'm like not quite like able to like grasp it, get it. It's like this feeling, like even this feeling right now in this conversation, it's like peace within me. It's this feeling of like, so like anchored into something. It's this feeling of truth. It's like my mind isn't trying to interfere. And I can imagine that many people listening right now are feeling that, just feeling this like element of, I don't even know what it is, but I like feel the truth in this. And then what would you say to them when they like go about their day and listen to the podcast and they go elsewhere and, you know, and it's like, but then this like resistance in the mind comes in or this like energy, like, you know, just go and do the normal things that you do. And it's like, to be able to like come back to this space, to be able to like really live in this space where it's like, oh yeah, like I know that this truth exists within me. And it's bringing it back to the body. You know, this is where the, it's like the continual embodiment of paying attention to the the messages in the body, the signs in the body. As we're talking, I would ask, you know, the listeners, where are you feeling this conversation in your body? What are you noticing? Certain words, because every word, you know, it has an impact, like it, it carries energy. It's why you know, in the, in the yogic, I was, you know, a yoga teacher for 20 years and the, the mantras that we would sing, like they, everything carries vibration and the vibration is opening energy in, and an invitation. And so someone's listening to this and they're, you know, how do I trust what's being said? Or my mind's like, what is she even talking about? And I want to say, I want to drop you into your body. And where do you feel truth in these words? right now? Where does it land for you in your body? And that is, it's like the gateway. We go in through that space. Is it in your heart? And if in your head, then let's take this into a conversation around knowing that everything is energy and vibration in motion. And so what we're talking about is the, it's like the the presence of higher consciousness and the truth is that what we see with our eyes, our physical eyes in the world is only 1% of what's going on. And so right now I could say to everyone listening to this call, close your eyes down 
take your awareness to your heart space. You can even bring your hand to your heart space to, you know, have a, a tangible feeling where you're connecting to your physical body. And as you bring your awareness into your heart space, I want you to visualize a light. And as you breathe, allow that light to expand through you. And with your next inhale, expand that light even further through your body and see the spark of your soul in that light. And let this spiral out through your entire body from the very center of your heart. Let the light of your soul be felt and be activated now. And it gives a focal point. And it's, it's like the, the invitation to go into more feeling space, more being space, and less analytical thinking space. That is important, obviously, right? And at times. However, I think we've spent so much time trying to figure things out and living in our heads versus living in our hearts and allowing our hearts to inform our heads. It's like the way the energy moves, even through the, the chakra system, where what if we decide to live in our full expression in remembrance that we are this light here to live fully alive in our full vitality, fully ignited? Well, I feel this too, like a few things that you have said here is that one, the like, you said the 1%, like we see like 1%, but yet we only really want to believe or trust in what we see. We really like, like this tangible. And and for me, I'm like, I actually really don't like the tangible. I'm like, I don't want the tangible, but I think this is like what we not naturally do, right? It's like, I trust in what I see. I trust in what I know. I trust in what I have evidence for. And so we have this real human desire to make everything tangible. Yeah, I believe it's a, what I want to say is it comes back to this relationship of, of trust and, and it starts within trust with self, trust with what we're feeling. We'll always find the evidence we're looking for. Isn't that the truth? <laughs> Whatever evidence you're looking for, you'll find it. I don't believe this. You'll find evidence to not believe it. And I really feel a lot of it is we've become disconnected. We've learned to live in, you know, over the course of time in such an automated way that we've, it's like disconnected from, I want to say the sense of individual truth. Mm. What we know is we are all one informing the field. Every thought and feeling is informing the energy field, the collective field, your energy field. We talk about this in, you know, in, in the quantum world that, you know, we're, we're literally informing it. And so, you know, to trust without the evidence to, to trust what we're feeling, to trust that we are so powerful, you know, we are creating our reality moment to moment. And if we're always looking for the evidence of what's not working or, you know, from the, actually, if we're looking for the evidence from the lens of doubt, we'll 
definitely see that and, and feel that and witness that in our lives. Can we become so connected to ourselves, uh, our, you know, if, if it resonates to think of your divine existence, that you are surrounded by this field of light that is saying, tell me what you desire and let's go for it. But you've got to trust yourself and your decisions and trust the desires. But I really feel there's been such an emphasis in the world on looking for the answers outside of ourselves, looking for them somewhere else than listening and trusting the power we are and and the truth that is being expressed through us and to us. But it's almost like we have a tendency to to first go somewhere else. 1000%. Bring it back to self, bring it back to you are so genius. You are so divinely designed that in your deepest listening, and it's usually the quieter voice, you're accessing the whispers of the soul, trusting and listening to your intuition. I love that you shared to like trust, like trusting in ourselves, trusting in our intuition. But I really love, like I felt this whole energy moving through me. You said like trust in the desire. Absolutely. It wouldn't come to us unless it was a message to lead us towards our highest and best, you know, living in union harmony with our highest self. We already are our highest self. It's not something we have to go looking for or chasing. We are already that. It's like creating the union in our human and our soul. Yeah. It's interesting. Even like the word higher self for me has always been like weird because I feel like that, that again, this, like when you're talking about power outside, it feels like it take like for me, for some reason, it takes it outside of me. I'm like, oh, this higher self, but it's like inner self, you know? The deepest truth, like the at the core of your being is this gorgeous diamond, this gem, multifaceted, multidimensional, reflecting all of this gorgeous light. And right here is your truth. Right here is who you're here to be. And I always, you know, likened it to you know, on this this path of awakening or this path of ascension or, you know, this path of living in our highest potential and keep walking towards it, knowing it's a continual evolutionary journey. We're swiffering. It's like swiffering the dust, the layers of influence, the layers of the old stories, the old programs, the old beliefs, you know, everything that's we came in with, lineage pieces, collective consciousness pieces, like all of that, you know, remember this soul has been in motion for a very long time and and it's just picking up layers. And so there's a lot of swiffering that has to occur to polish up this inner diamond. So she's, you know, she, he is radiating and and magnetizing the purest streaming truths. I love that. Okay. Before we end this conversation, I want to go back to something that you said earlier, and I'm going to not say the words that you said, suppose I was just like, Take us there. But you said something about like this moment in time. This moment in time is what's creating the next moment. This moment in time is we are informing second by second as creators. We are power. We don't have to go looking for it. We are power. And in our power and in the present moment is where we are creating constantly moment by moment. This moment in time is informing the next moment, which is creating 
the next reality for us. And the clearer that this channel, you, all of us can stream and know that we're sourcing from our inner truth, then what we're doing is informing this moment in time with the highest frequency that we can bring to it. And what about this, like collectively, like what about this collectively, like this time in our existence together? We could talk about this for hours (laughs) and (laughs) this moment in time. All of a sudden, this is like part 10 podcast. (laughs) You know, this is the greatest shift in humanity we have ever known. This, This shift in consciousness, this recognition that I feel like we've been living with blinders on in this contracted space, going through motions that were passed on through influence that limited us from living in our full soul's expression, elevating consciousness. You know, people speaking to the 3D consciousness, 5D consciousness, you know, and and fifth, the fifth dimension and not to, you know, to take this language too far at all, but really it's, it's about living in unity. Ultimately we are here to know, to remember, it's like reawaken, remember, embody, through our knowing, unconditional love. To live in through the lens of unconditional love, which is to live through the lens of no matter what. Because everyone is on their own journey of personal development, healing, self-discovery. And it's like, what we get to do is almost pass the baton of light through us. Pass on, let me pass on an activation of light to you that that sparks up something in you. And suddenly there's this exploration. And what we're doing is releasing all of the layers of density that we've been carrying. Because if we look back in the course of human history, we've been carrying forward a consciousness that has not held the frequency of unconditional love. And this, this, you know, this conversation could go much further and deeper because of a lot of this has been coming to light over the last couple of years, which is, you know, we had to have something on such a global scale that, you know, we get shaken to awaken to what's not working, to how we're living in disharmony, to how we're choosing separation over union. And when we choose to be separate, it's like we fracture, we fracture the the collective love that can feed the field. We, we, disconnect from the light we are, the divinity we are. That's how I see that. And this moment in time is a grand call out to rise in unity together, to rise in one love. Love is the greatest force we've got. We're creating a new matrix. This matrix is filled with love, expansion. And I feel like really this reclamation of power as though we forgot the power was within us. I think that we forgot the power was within us and that the, like this power truly is like being in the frequency of love. And as you're speaking there, I just like all of a sudden got like taken back to the moments of my spiritual smackdown. I remember I was reading a return to love, Marianne Williamson. I got this like feeling of just like, Oh, like this is like, this is what you're here for. You're here to lead people in love. And then through like some, people that I was working with and these energy workers, they're like, oh yeah, like this is like part of your mission is to lead people in the frequency of love. And my thought at that time was like, 
that's it really like love like that's like that's it that's the answer like that's what I'm here to do like I was like huh like let's go like give me something more give me something bigger and now it's like oh no like this is actually like where we're all being called to return to and before when I thought it's like the come on just that it's like no this is like I don't want to say the hard thing but it's like if we could if we could literally like imagine a world where we're fully purely operating in the frequency of love as a collective right the power of that and the ripple of that because what do we all desire innately as humans it's to be loved to be loved to be to be loved to be love yeah right is to feel to know to be love love is inside the word evolution love is revolution you know i always think of that the play with the words and it's ultimately it sounds so simple yet is it is the great mission you know for each of us is to to come home to true embodied love and to be able to live through this no matter what our environment is showing us no matter what is coming up and and every layer that we release that it overlays the heart is taking us into that deeper and deeper access because you know so the heart's not locked away in this protection because of what it has learned in the past and so this divine surrender opening ourselves to be this vessel through which love gets to pour forth and overflow and you know what an exquisite vision that is for this world oh my gosh exquisite and of course like as you were talking there it's like when i was in this energy of like that's it like love like love's the answer like this is where we're going like that's it because it sounded too simple and i've been hearing this you know, a lot in my work, in my mentorship lately that women are saying to me like, but like, there's got to be more, like, it can it be that simple when I'm leading into like this embodied wisdom into trust. And it's like, but, but like, we, we want it to be harder. We think like, you know, it's like, but there's like something here, there's got, there's got to be. And it's like, no, can we actually just really return to what we know within the truth, within the God, within the this remembrance, this frequency of love, this trust, this internal power? And I truly feel like the for me, it's it's like it's the simple, like when we can surrender to the simple is where so much of the magic gets unlocked. Yeah, because that's and then we're not holding back. There's nothing in the way. Right. Mm-hmm. And and then this informs everything. This love informs our field. And so this is what these incredible experiences, re- opportunities, relationships, everything starts to pour forth from this way as we are leading from love and taking actions in alignment with that. And And then you start to feel the heart. You know, the heart has neural tissue in it. It's literally a heart brain and it can feel where there's coherence or where there's dissonance and and what feels expansive and and all of this is is a frequency of of love of ecstasy it's you know return to our bliss in the yogic tradition we're made up of five bodies and at the the, the most subtle body is is that of the bliss body so we go from the physical to the breath to the mind managing this mind, this monkey, to the wisdom body, and then into the bliss body. And then we're just, you know, living with this interaction and being in the moments of bliss. And and what that does is activate more of those moments because the feeling state becomes 
it anchors in the more we choose bliss, the more we choose this, you know, love and, and to, to live through this lens, we attract more of that. And we, we continually are creating more of that from this present moment. Oh my gosh. I mean, you are absolutely right. We, this conversation that we've just embarked on can go on for hours and hours and hours. I'm so happy that we were here for this conversation. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for standing in your truth, being this like wisdom keeper, truth teller, and for sharing your your wisdom with us here in this space today. I know that there will be continued conversations from this. And where can people find you? Where can people find you that are like, yeah, I want to dive into this type of conversation. I want more of this. Mm, thank you so much. So you can find me on Instagram at underscore Kristen Stewart, as well as at sacred.fem. And my website is sacred-fem.com. And then on Facebook under Kristen Stewart. Amazing. We'll link all those places in the show notes as well. And thank you. Thank you for, I mean, for being who you are, for showing up in this world as the gift that you are. Thank you so much for this opportunity. It's such an honor to be here with you always. And so much love. I love you. Love you. Gorgeous. Thank you for being here with us, with me today. These conversations, these riffs, these transmissions are seriously life-giving. They nurture my human. They nurture my soul. These are the type of conversations I want more of. And I know you do too. I'm so happy that you're here. It's truly an honor for me to bring my voice to this space. I love you. I will see you back here next week. In the meantime, please come join me on Instagram, Jacqueline underscore Shaw underscore. And if you have women in your world that you feel would love this podcast too, I would be so honored, so deeply honored if you share it with them. I love you. I see you. I'm standing in sacred witness of all that you are. Thank you for going deep with me.